Hey guys, this is Michael Euro from 305 Sports. I'm here with. And I'm V, Jamie Bahamas of 305 Sports. I'm Robbie Espin, Miami Hurricanes writer for 305 Sports. I'm Anthony Euro, lead writer for 305 Sports. Today we're interviewing Miami Hurricanes redshirt junior Cameron McGussie. So, Cam, uh, we know you wear 23, so we just have to start it off with the Jordan versus LeBron debate. Uh, who are you who are you rocking with? Honestly, I'm gonna go with. Uh, personally, I'm gonna go with George. Just oh. because, like, I told ya. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Don't back <laughs> off now. Don't back off now, because Anthony and I had a bet. We had a bet right before this, and I said you were gonna go with Jordan. He said you're smarter than that. You're gonna go with LeBron. So. No, that's that's my bet. I'm at Bron. I'm gonna go. With oh, LeBron. okay. That's how we do. Because I watched him like dominate. You know what I'm saying? And today's yeah. era of basketball, when I was around, I didn't really get to see George, like, whenever he was in his prime. So I would have to go with LeBron. I just feel like he – and all the stuff he does, like, the getting this – I mean, he leads the league in assists. And yeah. this is, like, what, 16, 17 years? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just dominance from start to, to finish. So I'm going to have to go with LeBron for now. So, bro, I got, I got two words for you. I got two words for you, man. Or three. The last dance. <laughs> uh, don't don't get me wrong. That last dance has done some motivation for me. Like, I love the way, like, just the way the things that people say about Jordan all the time on the court, about how like his mentality, you know, how he how he approaches the game. I respect that a lot. So, I mean, you definitely can't take nothing away from Jordan. I think when it's all said and done, you might you just gotta say Jordan's the best because just the, the icon, just all the iconic stuff he did for the game. But personally, I think LeBron. Yeah, you know LeBron's gonna put it on you if you ever match up with him because of that answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta watch out. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, you're right. You're right. I, I'm ready for the challenge, though. I'm ready for the challenge. <laughs> oh, man, I hear that. Yeah, I know. Uh, the other day, I was watching Skip Bayless. You know, Skip? Yeah. He put LeBron at nine. Wow. Put LeBron at nine. That's, that's he crazy. Said, crazy. He said Larry Bird's a better passer. He put Kobe wow. at seven. Kobe at seven? He had wow. one Mad he had one Tim LeBron, two Magic. And Tim Duncan five. Yeah, Tim Duncan five. Tim Duncan at five. I, I think you gotta put Braun one or two, man. You got yeah. yeah. Kobe two. top three. I can see in I don't know. my personal opinion, yeah, I think Kobe top three. I I I I throw Kobe in there. I'm LeBron, Jordan, Kobe. That's, that's how I feel, too. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. So you know why I think you say that, right? Something I've been looking at. So we're doing some homework on you, and I noticed you got, like, a lot of double-doubles, right? It's something you mentioned just now when we talked about LeBron. Yeah. You didn't mention the scoring, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess that's important to you, right? That, that all-around game, that's something you try to target? Yeah, of course. Like, that's, like, I feel like you got to be a bad – like, you can't just be a scorer. You can't just be a – Defender, like, I feel like being you have to be a basketball player because basketball is the one game where you have to be good at everything to play. You know what I'm saying? You have to be good at everything to to make a difference on the court. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And then I, I, um, looking at that, right? You, you're like number number two, number three, usually in scoring with your team. But like overall, stat wise, like you, you cover the board. Like you're leading the team at or in top three in the team in probably every statistical category but I've seen you gone off on some nights. So is it like how you <laughs> yeah. feel it or is it whatever the team needs? Like, how does that work? 
Um, honestly, my whole life I've been a, a natural scorer. That's what I got recruited to do out of high school. That's what, you know, that's how I built high school, just being a scorer. And, uh, you know, when I got to college and got to Miami, you know, Coach Caputo was the one who always told me, like, you can be more than that. You can, you know, work on your defense. You have the body type, athleticism, and all that stuff to be a great defender and get rebounds and, and, and make good plays on offense because you can create so well. So I just was like, you know, I feel like I'd be a better player and it would help the team more if I just focus on all aspects of my game and trying to sell everything instead of just focusing on one or two things. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I kind of have to be the, the like I'm our hybrid guard. I'm the one who has to guard little guys sometimes, little point guards. But at the same time, if there's like a, a wing that's like six, seven, six, eight, you know, that's my responsibility as well. So I just feel like um, the role I play in our team as well, uh, I have to be able to do a lot of things and uh, bring a lot of assets to our team. So I yeah. take a lot of pride in that. Um, so this year, once again, uh, you guys were a little shorthanded. You got, got, early, got hurt early in the year. And then Keith, he came back from the ACL tear. Were you comfortable playing one through four? Um, I am comfortable playing one through four because, like, the way our offense is, when, when I, if I were to run the four, I would still be on the wing. And I can defend fours. So, yeah, I, was, I, I remember I played four uh, a little bit. Uh, one game when Chris was out, his first game out, I, I had started at the four. So, yeah, I, I feel comfortable. I think when we play four guards, it, it, it really spaces the floor for us, especially last year because the way we could shoot and dribble. Like, we had four guards that could do that. Yeah, I know, I know when you guys were healthy once again, when Keith came back and light and Chris was was healthy. You guys went on a roll. You guys won three straight. Mm -hmm. um, now, hopefully, you got Dengak back, uh, heading into the new season with Earl Timberlake and Matt Cross, and you got Nicier and Brooks. Nicier, yeah. Yeah, no, we got Nas too. Big Nas down there. Yeah, what's your expectation this coming season? Uh, definitely, definitely tournament. I mean, I'm really excited about our team. We got, you know, older guys. Uh, we got a, we got like a balance between a lot of older guys and a lot of new guys. Cause Long, Ant Walk, and um, and Harlan are only sophomores. And then we got those freshmen coming in. So we got a lot of uh, diversity. And we got a lot of bodies and a lot of dudes that can play. I feel like last year, you know, everybody showed in glimpses that what they could do, you know, during the season. And, and you know, it's just gonna be all about putting it together and defend it. We, we definitely had the pieces to make a nice tournament run. So, you know, it's, 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 it's exciting, but we just got to work and, uh, and really and really come together as a team and, and put it all together. Hmm. Cam, what was it like adjusting from Oklahoma to Miami? Uh, it was a big adjustment. I mean, just the culture of, you know, two different cultures, two different offenses, two different defensive philosophies. It was it, it was it was a big um, change for me, but luckily I had a year off, so where I learned all that stuff during the, my year off, the year I sat out. Yeah, I think it really helped me because it's like I, I had a year. I was I was already there for a year, so I kind of knew the system coming into the season instead of having to learn it during the season. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm yeah. glad you, I'm glad you said that, right? Because I was looking at the same thing, and each year, you know, statistically, you got better, right? And you really mm -hmm. made a jump you know, now, you think it's more of system or you just, it's just, hey, you're personally just getting better or a little bit of both? Um, no, honestly, I think that when I came into, like, after my, my freshman year, I felt like I proved that, you know, I was a player that can, 
you know, scored the best of them, played with the best of them, and I was an all-conference player. So I feel like um, my expectations for myself have just been have just been very, very, very high. If you, you know what I'm saying? Just I, I feel like that every year, at the end of the year, I find ways where I can get better. You know, there's always a, a category after the season where I'm like, man, I could have done that better. Man, I could have done that better. So these past three years, I've just been doing that, patching, patching up all the areas that are weak in my game. And, you know, it's just all about the offseason grind. That's what I give the credit to. Yeah. So, so um, keeping up with uh, training, how are you training right now? Um, and how has the training process changed due to the quarantine? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm training right now. It's I really can't get into a gym because everything's closed right now and all that mm -hmm. stuff. We got that stay-at-home order and all that. But I can still do my, like, my lifting, so my weight training and stuff like that. I still do that. Um, I have weights and stuff like that. So, and our weight coach sends us a little um, packet and uh, YouTube videos on, on our workouts that we would be doing if we were, you know, in season. I mean, if we were, like, in school and stuff. So, I... Uh, I'm I'm pretty good on that. Yep. So with, with uh, the, Cam, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, Cam, what did you learn from playing with uh, Trey Young at Oklahoma your sophomore year? And uh, you got you guys got a trip to the tournament. I know it was you guys lost to Rhode Island, but how does it feel to like not have those jitters when if Miami makes the tournament this year? Like, what what could you learn? What could you uh, show? Guys like Harlan Beverly and Anthony Walker, like guys that hasn't haven't been able to, to touch a NCAA tournament yet. Um, so to answer the first question of what I learned from, from Trey, um, I learned a lot of things like just things on the court, things off the court. You know, like the approach you have to take. You know, he's a real like he takes a real serious approach to the game. He, you know, keeps a small circle. You know, he he just does everything the right way to be successful. So. You know, I learned a lot from, from him. And, you know, bringing that into the tournament aspect, um, having that experience, it's always great to have been there because, you know, sometimes it can be a little, you know, you playing against all, playing in a big crowd, you know, for the first time in a neutral site. So mm -hmm. it can be a little, you know, crazy. But I think that, um, you know, I can just tell our guys, just be calm, stay poised, you know, just do what you do, ignore the crowd. I feel like we do a good job of just, you know, coming together as a team and just, you know, blocking out the crowd. And it's just 11, it's just us 11 that are on the, that are, uh, on the court playing. So I'm a, I will just tell them to, you know, stay focused, don't worry about all the other stuff and just be relaxed and do what you do. Yeah. Uh, so talking about staying focused, how about that Virginia Tech game? You guys had to battle and stay focused for like three overtimes. That was the, yeah. I could, that was the best game of the year. Yeah, that was, that was definitely a fun yeah. game, a fun game to play in. It was just, especially those overtimes, just tough buckets, just the, the full five minutes yeah. back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But, yeah, that was a real, I mean, that, that goes to show, you know, how, how much focus it takes. You know, three overtimes, we're tired. You know, we got guys that play 40-something minutes. Yo, you play 44. Guys. Yeah, I <laughs> was... And that was like my second or third game back from my back injury. I wasn't even supposed to really play that long. Mm -hmm. but you, you didn't do bad, man. Seven for 14 yeah. from the field, 21 points, man. Way to go. And you hit that dagger with the oh, layup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off yeah, one foot. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I used to work on that move so much when I was younger. Like when I first got to college, and I was like, man, 
I don't know. I don't like that move no more. I don't think it works. <laughs> and, that, and it just it just happened. I just did it. So yeah. So about great. that about that game, uh, Isaiah Wong, he hit was it two or three shots? Some daggers. Extended. Some daggers. Yeah, yeah. Wong, he is a bucket. He can go. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how have you influenced? Oh my bad, my bad. You can go. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, you were saying he's a buck. What? Oh, yeah, I was just saying, like, I, I knew once, you know, he got into a rhythm, you know, I would always tell everybody, yeah, you need to, like, all my friends and stuff that asked me about our team, oh, yeah, y'all gonna be nice? I'd be like, yeah, we gonna be nice, but we got, <laughs> we got, we got a freshman that can go, because he can really score, like, he reminds me a lot of myself, my freshman, you know, when I came into college, just, you know, being just, I kind of got into a rhythm at the same time he did, you know, started, started having 20 balls, winning player of the week um, in, in the Big 12. So he's a he's a he's a really good player and he can really score. Yeah. So how have you influenced the freshmen on the team? Um, I'm just you know taking my experience that I've had with um you know their their biggest thing when they came in you know coming coming into play is just like the adjustment of the game like you know in high school help defense is help defense but it's not at the same level as it is in college. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just certain things you got to learn that, that, you know, you can do in high school that you can't do in college. So just some of the stuff that I learned early coming in and the stuff that I know now, just passing that down to them. But I'm not going to lie, they, they came in and they were prepared. They, they, they were they were well prepared. They they always gave us a, a lot of our money and practice and summers and all that stuff. So. Gotcha. I, I got a game that I want to focus in on too, right? So I believe your career high was at against Coffin State with 20, 28 points. You went off from the three-point line. There. I think you went five for seven. But I've been watching your film, and you kind of like look like you're, you're, like you you attack the basket really well. But mm-hmm. in that game, you like lit it up from outside. Is that just you were feeling yourself that day, or is that a little secret part of your game that's there for whenever you need it? Um, I, I would say every season there's going to be about three or four games where I hit five threes. <laughs> right. like, that's something that I do feel like, yeah. It's going to be like three or four of those games, you know, just when I get hot. But I don't rely on my jumper, but I can shoot it. I feel yeah. like I'm more, I, I, I more rely on my, you know, ability, not not necessarily to drive and finish, but just drive and get to the basket. And just, you know, getting into that paint is so important. Like, it, even if you don't make get the assist or get the basket, if you kick it, that the, the next person that has the ball is at an advantage now. So let's say he gets into the paint, he draws somebody, then he gives it somebody for open three. So I just feel like me getting, just touching the paint is, is important, you know? Gotcha. What what did you learn from DJ and, and Keith? I've seen this on the team. From DJ, if you got a shooter that can shoot like that, just find them in transition. Because mm-hmm. that, that's that's all I used to try to do, just find DJ in transition, because he, he, he's knocked down. But I also learned, like, DJ also taught me a lot of things like off the court with like, you know, being in a training room and getting treatment and stuff like DJ is the one guy, he'd be in the training room all the time. Not even hurt, just, you know, trying to keep his body right, getting ready for the game and stuff like that. He taught me how important that was. Even if you're not hurt, just to still go in there, get treatment, you know, be proactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How about how about Keith? Uh Keith Keith helped me out a lot on defense, like He's a he's a real like um he takes a lot of a lot of pride in the defense. Like anytime someone he feels like someone tries to come at him on offense, he'll clap right in front of him and, and, and lock him up. But yeah, he's a dog. 
Yeah, he is. He is. He definitely taught me a lot on on defense and you know just rotations and and you know just helping me out whenever um whenever I'm getting screened or whenever someone's setting back screens on me. So he he's a good vocal vocal leader and uh, and helped our team a lot this year. Honestly, gave us some versatility. So um, I remember watching the presser, the preseason presser with Coach L, right? So mm -hmm. the main thing that you guys addressed was defense. The defense hasn't been as good since back when we had Bruce Brown. But, mm -hmm. like, how do you feel the defense has improved over time? I know you guys tried a 2-3 earlier in the year. Yeah, then... I feel like as a team, you know, we got really good defensively. There was some – there was games, like, towards the end of the ACC play, we were having games where we were, like, you know, playing our best defense of the year, holding mm -hmm. teams to – 40, 50 points, and we were winning those games by a lot of points. So yeah. I definitely think it, you know, it just took some time for us to figure it out and get on the same page. And, you know, I'm, like I said, looking forward to this year's team because, I mean, we're going to have a lot of athletic guys. We're going to really be able to um, disrupt a lot of offenses. Have you been able to, like, uh, talk to Earl and Matt, the, the incoming freshmen? Um, I haven't talked to them since they've, like, come, like signed, but – when they were on their visit, um, Matt was uh, like he was a, a ride. My Rodney Miller, he was a, he was his host. So yeah. me and Rod are roommates. So we were we were with him the whole time. Same thing with Earl. Earl came and he was my host, and I was his host. So yeah. so yeah, we I've hung out with both of them, but I've I haven't talked to them since they've um, since they've signed. But you know, I'm looking forward to having them on the court. Oh, yeah. uh, you room with Rod, right? How was it like his journey? You know, he lost all that weight. You know, mm -hmm. he he comes off a redshirt season, and now he's now he's starting. You know. How yeah, no, I mean, I definitely, definitely happy for him, especially like you know we went through the whole sitting out thing together. Mm -hmm. So we were we 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 both you know took that season and we're working very hard. You know, seeing you know the changes in our game like for the better. So I was I was I was definitely happy for him. Definitely happy for how he played. You know, this is a really this is his first year, really, you know, playing college basketball, yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he got to, to show the world, you know, that he can, that he can ball. What do you, what did you tell Nasir? Because he had to sit out the whole season. What do you tell yeah. him, like? Um, I just, you know, told him just, you know, take, take every day, just one day at a time, you know, because it's gonna be hard. You're gonna be thinking, like, oh, yeah. the season's eight months away, and it's so long, but uh, you know, you just gotta. Try to be the best you can every day. That's the approach you have to take when you're sitting out, because you can really, you know, maximize and, and, and help your game in that in that time. Huh. Um, and uh, the UM culture, how does that, you know, set you up to be a better guy, a better man on and off the court? Um, Coach L, he always like preaches values that are always like, for example, like he has these. These um, habits, uh, the seven, this book is about the um, seven habits of highly effective people. And he always makes us repeat them at practice on the um, yeah. on the weekends, on Saturdays yeah. and Sundays when we have practice. And so he always tries to teach you like habits that you need in life, not just for basketball, but, you know, stuff off the court and just being, keeping your, 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 um, your mental health. Uh, being aware of your mental health, you know, making sure that you're 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 you know locked in and focused and taking the right approach to the game. All right, yeah, I wanted to dig into that a little bit too. Um, what's your pregame routine like? 
honestly, I used to be one of those guys where I had like, you know, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, but I felt like that would just make me feel if I don't do it, it make me feel like I can't play good. So I kinda got away for that from that. But the only thing I really do, um, you know, my uncle's he's big on like meditation and stuff. He's always told me like just try it one thing, just come go in the locker room, be quiet, just close your eyes and just think about all the stuff you need to do before the game. So I tried it one time, and I played. A, I had a great game that game. So I've been doing it ever since. And I just started doing it this year. So that's probably the only pregame ritual that I have is just coming in the locker room. Usually, like we come inside at forty-five on the um, on the clock, you know, because it starts with it starts at sixty before the game. Mm-hmm. So we usually come inside at forty-five. I usually come inside at like fifty, fifty-three, fifty-four. Get my little five, six minutes, and just sit there. Rod does it too, but Rod, he watches uh, highlights. He sits there and watches his highlights, gets motivated, so, you know. Gotcha. He watches his own, yeah. like, where he went off? He, uh, sometimes he watches his highlights, sometimes he watches other dudes, just depends. You should mess with him and tell him he's watching the wrong thing and show him some of yours. <laughs> 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 hey, kid, I, uh, let me dig a little bit further, man. So, quarantine, everybody's doing stuff to, like, you know, keep themselves, like, happy and not going crazy, like, What's your favorite music, huh? Um, my favorite music. So I've been, I like um Little Baby's album. Yeah. Album of the year. Yeah, yeah. That, it's that, that's been really what I've been listening to the most is Little Baby's album, but also um Lil Uzi's album. Uh-huh. I like that too. Lil Uzi's different. Yeah. I like I like that. I like different. You know what I'm saying? I like yeah. how he like turns those little weird beats and, and raps on them. I think that's I think that's tough. Um. Who else? I like Young Boy too. Uh-huh. Young Boy, Roddy Rich. I say Young like Boy, Rod Roddy Rich. Rodway, I like Rodway. Yeah, I like, I like Rodway too. I just don't listen to him as much. I just listen to like his like his like mainstream songs. Like, but I like mm-hmm. like three or four songs on that new album he just had recently. Did you like Drake's yeah. album? Personally, I don't. Oh. I don't really like Drake too much. But I will admit that's a good album. That's mm-hmm. a good album. That's a good album. I'll admit it. I was my I was listening to it with um my roommate, and we both admitted like, yeah, this I, I really don't mess with Drake, but this album is tough. He he spit his bars. He had a couple tough songs on there. I like the song with Fabio the most though. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm the same boat with you. Yeah, we were talking about that last night because uh, yeah. I was listening to some music while we were getting some work in. Uh, he asked me about Drake, and I'm like, man, you can't run away from Drake. Somehow his songs, he right. yeah. always like grabs you somehow with one of them, and then you're like, oh. I, I feel like nowadays it's kind of like the 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 trap rap beats and stuff. That's what's like kind of popping. Yeah. But Drake still raps and has the same beats that he's had since 2012, 2013. Yeah, and it's kind of it's not like what's really popping right now, but it's still good. So you yeah. you listen to it. That that's really what what Drake's on, and you know, every three or four years he's gonna drop a, a song with a dance, and it's gonna go crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what he did too. Yeah. Schedule every year. Yeah. yeah. So who's um, your goat? Yeah. Honestly, to be honest with you, I have when I was growing up, Kanye West was my favorite rapper, and I have not liked a rapper as much since. So I'm gonna still go with him, even though. He's not, he's doing whatever he's doing, you know. You never know yeah. what kind of uh, that's, yeah. just, that's, just that's just brilliance, man. That's just brilliance. You know, you got to yeah, be that good, you got to be a little bit off, right? Yeah, no, nah, yeah. for real. He was like, 
man, I used to he used to be my favorite rapper. Like he, he's mine. He's he's in my top three too. So let me ask you this then: uh, Is it new school or old school Kanye or all of it? Personally, I like all of it. All right, but, Sam. Uh, but everybody, everybody, they mostly are on like oh the old school stuff and stuff. His best work, but like Yeezus and stuff like that. I thought that was hard. I thought that was yeah. better than J Cole's album. Like, what what J Cole albums that they came out at the same time? Born Center. Born Center. Yeah, I always thought Yeezus was better than, than Born well, you, Center. Well, you know why, right? You know what he does, right? Like for example, my favorite is College Dropout, but I'm with you. I like all of them, and it's because there's no two albums where it's the same. Exactly. No, everything. <laughs> Every see my uncle, he's a he's a one of my he's a DJ. So I grew up, you know, into music. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's a DJ. So he's burning CDs for me all the time. He's showing me all this new music, and it was like, you know, you sit there and you listen to Kanye's music. That's real music. You know, he samples beats. He makes beats. Mm-hmm. He really sits there and breaks down music, and and turns it into you know art. You know, nowadays I feel like it's more just throw on a beat and rap. Yeah. All right. So let me try to pull it back into basketball a little bit, right? Because we kind of picked up on some stuff there. So we kind of get as crazy that we call Kanye old school now, but we kind of like, you know, (laughs) one of the old school rappers. So let me ask you this, right? What old school basketball player do you think influences your game the most? Man, that's that's tough. That's a hard one. When I was younger, I used to want to play like AI. I do. Wow. I used to want to play. I used to. Everybody knew that crossover was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I had that crossover down, but once I got to high school and college, that crossover don't really work no more. Yeah, like, <laughs> getting that plug. So, if I had to say somebody, I would say AI. But like now, I kind of, I really don't know who I model my game after. I kind of, I feel like I modeled it after LeBron. I want to like be a player that can impact the game in every you know aspect. But obviously, he the best at do it, so I can't even compare. <laughs> <laughs> and is there something that you're working on? Like, like, is there something new you think you're bringing to your game this year that you're gonna add on to even make yourself even better or more diverse or versatile player? Yeah, being a known defender. Like, I feel like I defend well. People see that, but like, I want to be like, all right, he defends. He's he he's their best defender on their team. Yeah. So. That's the thing I'm gonna try to you know work on this year the most is just being being a, a great defender and a rebound, better rebounder too. Yeah, you know that's why I like you know going to the Miami Heat a little bit. That's why I really like. I don't care what people say about him. I really like Jimmy Butler for that fun. Jimmy Butler, he's the the to me he's the best like he's the best all star that's a worker. When it comes yeah. like he he works. He's he's a Scotty Pippen, but. I, but I would say more gifted offensively. Yeah. I like but that. I like that to, take. That's a good take. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. for real. He, yeah. he, he has the same impact as Scotty has 6'7", uh, a forward, you know, athletic, can shoot it. I think Jimmy Butler can shoot it and handle it a little better than Scotty can, but, you know, they, you know, similar games. Can guard anybody yeah. on the court. Yeah. Can guard anybody. Yeah. Can get, and take pride in it, too. Yeah. The grinder. Mm hmm. I feel like if the Heat were to get like one more like superstar, all star, yeah, they're definitely in contention. For you know it's coming, even though they're in contention for it right now. Yeah, so we yeah. we actually it's funny like at three or five sports we were debating that about a week or two ago, right? And my take was 
I don't know if Jimmy could play with another alpha dog on there. I think that's where, you know, it breaks down for him. I think they're a piece away, but it has to be the right piece, man. I think if somebody like, I think, I can't remember if it was Michael or Anthony that said that, you know, Chris Paul would be a good fit in there, but um, I don't know. I think another guy comes in and then, then, you know, Jimmy falls apart again. Uh, I don't, honestly, I feel like, see, I, I take the the approach as, like, I feel like he can he can play with anybody. Like, I feel like he can play yeah. with any type, of, any type of superstar. But I see what you're saying. You're talking about, like, championship level. Yeah, yeah. Championship level. I feel like, I feel like once one player, like, on his same type of caliber would be good, but not too many of them. Just because of all the, the dirty work he does. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't be the. He wouldn't have the same impact on the. He'd have to do less scoring, and I think he needs to be someone that has the ball in his hands because he makes like he comes off screens and reads the defense. Yeah. Like he doesn't just go one on one or he doesn't just catch the ball and shoot it. He'll actually come up. You can throw him at the one and let him control the tempo of the game, like how did he do? You know what I'm saying? So, I think that he would. It would have to be. It would have to be the right piece to where he could still, you know, do stuff he wants to do offensively. All right. All right. What's Cam's your favorite NBA team? Oh. Favorite NBA team? Yeah. Honestly, I don't have one, but being from Houston, I'm going to just go with the Rockets. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, been watching them for 22 years, so. Yeah. Who would you say is the hardest person, the toughest um, person that you've defended? The toughest person. I get this question all the time, but Frank Mason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm gonna tell y'all a story. So, we I we were playing in my freshman year at home, and at halftime he had like I want I don't think he had more than twelve points, not more than twelve. <laughs> but in the second half, the first ten minutes they went on a run, and I looked up and he had like twenty eight, twenty nine. I knew it was happening because. He had hit a three and then got a steal, hit a three. <laughs> so he was like, but when you're in the game, you know, it's going so fast. And, like, the other team's yeah. going on a run, so you're trying to put it all together. And then once you really sit down, you don't really look up at how much someone has. You just see them getting buckets. I looked up. I said, man, they got two <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was, it was like 25, 25. I'm like, how do you get that many that <laughs> But, yeah, he's definitely the toughest player, like, I, I, I've had to. I've had to guard, honestly. Yeah. So how do you handle those games, like, when they just go on runs? I know, like, the UNC game and, like, the Duke game this year, how do you, how do you like, keep your composure in those? It's hard, but you just got to – that's what your teammates are for, you know. You just got to pick each other up. Not, you can't get – you can't just, you know, get discombobulated as a team. You got to just stay together and just keep – so you got to have, like, small goals, like, you know, let's get this down to 10. If it's down by 20, you don't just say, let's come back. Let's get it down to 10. Let's get it down to 12. It, it just helps you out, you know. You just got to talk to your team. Yeah. You can't just have a, have, be down and just look at each other, like, all right, we'll, we'll coach. Let's listen to coaching and go out there and try to do it. You got to actually be engaged. Hey, bro, mm -hmm. you know, on that screen, you got to do this so I can get this and I can get around the screen because they're screaming me and, you know what I'm saying, so vice versa. You got to talk to each other just as much as, you know, you're letting coach, you know, tell y'all, like, whenever, because our coach, what Coach Yell does when we call timeout, he talks to his coaches first. So we come to the bench, 
we're supposed to, we got to talk to each other so we can get on the same page, make sure, you know, we're all together. And then we let coach come in and then coach talks and tells us, you know, the game plan. Yeah. So uh, going back to Frank Mason, he played at Kansas. Uh, what you, that was a rivalry, right? O- Oklahoma, Kansas. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> so what's your favorite rivalry at Miami? The FSU? Or... Yeah, I, I would say FSU because I feel like FSU is the only rivalry that like it's like a real like in the history yeah. of rivalry. Yeah, those two games, man, they got yeah. right there, man. This year, is that, is that your most? Is that the game that like hurts you the most when you think about it? Um, honestly, nah, it's not the game that hurts the most. The game that hurts the most. I wouldn't say it's a game, but both games, both of those two games hurt the most. So mm-hmm. that, that's what that's what I would say. It, it was just the way we went out. Like I, I never, you know what I'm saying, just getting blown out by the same team twice that hurt. You yeah. know. So that, that I feel like those two losses, like after the second one, I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I how about that how about that Illinois game earlier in the season? You guys that were like fun, killing them. You guys yeah, were killing them early, and they 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 stroke, like they went crazy in the second half. They start going crazy, yeah. They did start going crazy in the second half. I mean, that was a fun game to play in, though. It was like coming into the game, like I was just like, oh, "We playing Illinois." Then you know, two months later, they're a top twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, making noise, make, gonna gonna be in the tournament. So um, it was, but it was definitely a fun game. I mean, I, their crowd. And, you know, Coach Underwood, he recruited me when he was at FSFA. Then I played him when I was at OU when he was at Oklahoma State. And then playing him a third time, you know, he had, when he, he's at Illinois. So. And those were national – oh, my bad. Those were no, national I, television games. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. You feel what different? That Syracuse, that Syracuse game. That Syracuse – the senior night one. That Syracuse game was crazy. Yeah. That Syracuse game was crazy. That zone, man. That zone was different. Yeah. <laughs> that zone different. <laughs> yeah, no one could score on that. Um, I went to the Virginia game. The Virginia game. That was a hell of a game against. Yeah, when we played them at home. Yeah. The I, game. That, that was a game. That was a good game. Chris was going off that first half. Yeah. And then he got hurt. How was it? I saw, him like... I saw him after the game walking out. That eye was yeah. horrible, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was he was illegally. <laughs> we were making fun of him all week. <laughs> yeah, he was a, he was a little beat up, a little like someone really really got to him. Even yeah. at the Clemson game, he it was mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, his he his face really didn't clear up until like after the season, honestly. Wow. Yeah. So about injury, how's your back? Yeah, my back is it's a lot better. It's basically you know back to normal. Um, tough injury to deal with, though. I, I never, never realized how important your back was until, <laughs> yeah. until, until that happened and how, how limiting it could be. It was just a struggle every day, like, especially the first, like, two weeks. Just any type of movement, getting out the bed, getting up, anything where I had to brace myself or, like, use my own weight to support, painful. Yeah. So how'd that You've been work? able to... Oh, my bad. You can go. So, what game did that happen in? The, the back injury? So, it happened in Florida State when we played them at home. 
and it happened in the game. Like I came to the, I don't, I really don't know what I came to the bench. I sat down. I, I literally bent, bent over and grabbed my back and stood right back up. And I was like, "Why can't I sit down? I don't know what's wrong." Like, I I thought it was a cramp. So I so I told I think I told coach to take me out because it was I tried to sit down again. I couldn't. So I I went, laid down, phone rolled for a little bit, and I finally was like, "Man, I, I gotta sit down. I'm tired. I gotta just man up." So I went and sat down. Then, like, I was out for, like, two or three minutes. I got up to get back in, and I was like, oh, my God. It literally took me, like, 20 seconds to get up. But I had to have someone – I had to use someone as support to push myself up. So I don't know what caused it, but that's when the spasm started. And it kind of took it – it kind of lingered, like, the whole season, honestly. Hey, man, I respected you before this, but I respect you even more now because the way you described it, I saw the stat line, and that game was bad. Now I know why, but – you know, three days later, you're back, you know, 20-plus minutes, putting up a significant amount of points. Like, how'd you do it, man? Uh, that's a good question. Adrenaline, honestly. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as the game ended, I came in the locker room. Like, I couldn't – I could I, I could barely take my shirt off, my jersey off. I could barely get changed. I couldn't bend over. It just – that's when I knew I needed to just, you know, I had to I had to stop playing on it for a little bit because I would treat it, do treatment on it, you know, get my adrenaline rushing, and I really wouldn't feel it. I would feel it in the games. I, like, I would feel it in the games a lot. But then after the game, it just kept getting worse. Like, well, that was the, the that Duke game. After that Duke game, I was like, oh, man, I got to take a break. And then I sat out for two games, played another game. I think we played Virginia Tech at home. Yeah, and yeah. the whole the, game, yeah. it was just bothering me. I just didn't feel comfortable. Like, I couldn't really move how I wanted to. Anytime I, like, tried to be explosive, I just felt the pull and the tightness. So I was like, I need, to, I need to sit out some more. And, you know, I just – it was just definitely – it was just definitely tough because it was like – even at practice, I was getting frustrated because it wasn't that – I was really feeling a lot of pain. It was just I couldn't – my back wasn't allowing me to move how I wanted to because of the stiffness and the tightness, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. the spasm. So it was just – it was just difficult because it was like, man, I can't even do no. I can't be myself right now. Like, I'm trying to make these moves, and I can't even bend down to, like mm-hmm. – like, you know, once you cross over and go around somebody, you got to get your, your shoulder down, got to get your shoulder past the hips. I can't do that because my back, every time I bend over or bend down, it's hurting me. So it was definitely difficult, but it kind of gave me some confidence because the fact that I was still able to put up a 20 ball and still able to, you know, be productive on the court yeah. with a, with my back still messed up during the season, I am I can't wait till next year. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you had yep. you've played with Trey in in Oklahoma and now Chris likes at Miami. What have they taught you to be a great, a better scorer and a great facilitator? I didn't hear you. I didn't hear the last part. Uh, we said, what does it take to be a great scorer? No, no. Something? What what did they teach you, Trey and oh. Chris, to be? Because they're undersized and they still can yeah. score the ball very well. And what you're six six, right? Yeah, like six, six five. Yeah. So what what have they taught you to score the ball and and facilitate? Um, so the thing that, that, that like Chris is really good at is just being, being deceptive. Cause like people come out and you, if you don't watch no tape on Chris, you've never seen him play, you see him with the ball dribbling up the court. 
He's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then he just started ah, 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 rocking me back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> he taught yeah, me that to, speed. The, his head is nasty, man. Yeah, he just he taught me just to come out there and just do what you do. Don't ever let you know what I'm saying. He when he comes on the court, it's like he comes out there 100, percent 110. percent He comes out there first thing as soon as he touches it. He, he's liable to go at you at any time. He's just always in attack mode. And you just wouldn't expect that from him, you know, coming out the gate. You know what I'm saying? And then he shoot a pull up a couple times in your face and he's like, okay, yeah, he can play. Yeah. So I like like the heart over height thing. Like he just he plays with a lot of heart. He plays hard. He he takes he takes it personal to show everybody, yeah, even though, you know, even though I'm a little undersized, I can still go and I can still play with the best of them. Yeah. And uh with Trey, um he just taught me, like, you know, offensively, like, all the, like, all the reads that go into coming off that ball screen. That's all we used to do at all you just let him come off a ball screen. And he would just, yeah. he just know how to, he just knows how to read it. He has great feel for the, for the game. And what really changes it is the way he can shoot because you can't really, if you guard, if you guard the ball screen regular, he's just going to come off and shoot it and hit eight, eight out of ten of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So. But mostly just being able to read the ball screens and having patience. He has so much patience. He plays at his, like, I feel like no one ever talks about that with his game, like the speed he plays at. He plays fast, but it's his fast. You know what I'm saying, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, he plays at his own speed, but at the same time, it's still very explosive. And, you know, you wouldn't expect him. It's real quick. Like, he, he he's a lot quicker than what people give him credit for. Yeah, I saw him when, when he played the Heat, he dropped 50. That's when I knew that guy. That guy is hard to stop. Yeah. And definitely. one more, one more question for me. Uh, so Isaiah Wong and Anthony Be and Anthony Walker, they got some bounce. Yeah. Do you have bounce yeah. like that? Yeah, bounce like that. that? I ain't gonna lie, they're a little bouncier than me. I'll, I'll be honest, they are a little bouncier than me. But I'm, I'm gonna get there. Though. I'm gonna get there. I've been. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go around the horn just to give everybody one last shot. So I'm gonna start. Hey Anthony, what what you got for your final thoughts? Um, well, final thoughts. Uh, we already I already covered it. I mean, just how if if the team stays healthy, what's your ceiling? What's the team's ceiling? Honestly, being me being humble, I'm saying I'm gonna go with Sweet Sixteen, being humble. Yeah. So yeah, I'm putting on a, a big expectation on us, but you know I'm ready to take on the challenge. I think I think I think we're ready. All right, Robbie. Um, what was it like, your f very first impressions of meeting Coach L, and what did he do to really – what did he show you at Miami to make you want to come here? Um, he just showed me the development that he's had with guards in my situation. You know, um, coming from OU, I was an all-conference player, you know, averaged 14 points a game in the conference. Like, that was the most I've averaged in the conference. And, you know, it was like – me and Sheldon both, like, you know, Sheldon Mack, he yeah, yeah. two years. I was an all-conference player there, transferred to Miami. You know, that that him, Angel, Kamari, those guys that, you know, had success in these Big 12 schools and transferred to Miami, and they worked with them in the offseason. And, you know, they come into their first year playing back, and, you know, they're a whole better player, a whole different player. So that really, you know, that was my biggest thing when I was transferring. Where can I go and get better? in the year that I'm not playing, you know? So that was the biggest yeah. thing that, that sold me. And one of the things that I learned about Coach L, everybody knows him. He knows everybody. Like, 
he knows everybody. Like anybody, anybody that you think that that's in the league or has something that affiliated with the NBA at all, he either coached against them, played with him, uh, played against them. He has a story for everybody. <laughs> Literally everybody. <laughs> all right, Michael. For me, what's one thing that you wish you could have done your junior year and that you plan on doing this year? Um. Uh, you can mean like on the court? Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have got some more dunks. I need some more dunks to <laughs> my highlight tape. Yeah, yeah. I, I made your highlight, highlight tape. tape. Yeah, I made that. Yeah. I made that. I need to see some more dunks. <laughs> Arguing over it, it was tough, but yeah, I definitely need some more of those. I definitely need some more of those for my tape. Yes, sir. All right, so Cap, I'm Jamie Bahamas, and I want to say thank you for giving us some time from all of us at 305 Sports, man. Best of luck this upcoming season, man. We're going to be cheering for you. Of course. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thank you.